Hello, and welcome to the Love Your Work Life podcast. I'm your host, Elisa Shuck. Whether you're going for that next promotion, looking for a job, or making a career pivot, I'll teach you how to navigate it all so you can have the career you want. This is Love Your Work Life, episode 131. Today's episode, true story, inspired by the song More Than a Feeling by Boston. Listening to some music in the car, shuffling awesome rock songs. This one came up and you know it's a song that you've just got to listen to loud with the windows rolled down. And we're finally having that kind of weather here in Arizona. can actually not have air conditioning on all the time. Crazy, I know. Everywhere else is getting super cold and rainy. We're loving it. The reason it inspired this, it has absolutely nothing to do with the lyrics. It was the title. It was way the song made me feel. And I started thinking, yeah, emotions are more than a feeling. They really are. Your emotions, our emotions are such an important piece of whether or not we experience success, happiness, and I'm not talking about happiness as an emotion. I'm talking about happiness in terms of our experience of life. It all comes down to feelings. That's why it's more than a feeling. It's not something to take lightly. It's something to take seriously because our feelings are messages. They are information and they are a powerful channel, a powerful energy source that we can tap into and use leverage to direct our lives to actually create our life day by day by day. I was also reminded of this awesome quote by Tony Robbins, the number one key to success in life is to master your own state. If you can master your state, there's nothing you can't do. Doesn't that sound amazing? Doesn't that sound like, yeah, I would love to do anything I want to do. And really, it's mastering my state. Substitute the word state for attitude. Master my attitude. Master my approach. Master my emotions. Navigating our feelings Understanding the message behind the feeling is how we can use them as a compass, as a guide toward better decisions and better actions. Because when we make better decisions and we take more productive actions, that's how Tony Robbins can say, there's nothing you can't do. It's because these feelings are guiding decisions and actions day by day. 
It's our feelings that are creating the reality that we are experiencing. In preparation for this, I also did a little bit of research and I came across the work of neuroscientist Jack Panksepp. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. He, in studying the brain, mapped out seven primary emotions. And what's really cool about his work is these aren't just human emotions. These are animal emotions, primal emotions that even animals experience. He mapped it out in the in their brain and our brain, and he can see the correlations. Um, very fascinating work. But anyway, he identified seven primary emotions. They are what he calls seeking, rage, fear, lust, care, panic, and play. The ones that really stood out to me in the context of the work I do with clients, helping people um, manage a toxic workplace, get out of a toxic workplace, get out of a job that's boring, get out of a job that is just so demanding that it's just their life feels like it's evaporating. The primal emotions that kind of popped as I read this list were seeking fear, care, panic, and play. And there's a there's an affect to these emotions that he described, basically the way these emotions manifest or show up in our life. And seeking shows up as enthusiasm. I thought that was so interesting because I'm always talking about curiosity also when I'm talking to people about looking for a job, staying curious. Like you cannot go wrong in an interview if you go in with the attitude of curiosity, of seeking, because it results in enthusiasm. Like that's the way it shows up. When you go in curious, what the other person receives from that is the energy and emotion of your enthusiasm. So cool. Now, fear shows up as anxiety, anxiousness. So when you go in to an interview or a conversation or say you're leading a team meeting and you feel anxious and antsy, it's likely tied to this emotion of fear. Maybe it's a fear of failure. Maybe it's a fear of rejection. That's what's making you feel anxious about that conversation. What about care? Care I found interesting because this is related to tenderness and love. I think a lot of us find it very easy to care about other people, to have a sense of tenderness towards people in our life. But what about care for yourself? I've developed a new survey, uh, proprietary to me, but based on Tony Robbins' theory of human needs. And I've created in the context of career needs. What needs can be fulfilled in your career? One of the interesting things about noticing our dominant needs is that when they're dominant, they kind of have a light side and a dark side. And the dark side of someone who's 
dominant need is contribution is they can find themselves over committing to things, getting trapped in people pleasing and feeling guilty if they can't help enough people. Imagine what that looks like in the workplace. It might mean you have no boundaries. It's so important to pay attention to what's happening and pay attention to your feelings in these circumstances because your feelings are telling you something. Your feeling of overwhelm is your clue that maybe you are neglecting self-care, over-contributing. What about panic as a primal emotion? Panic manifests itself as loneliness and sadness. That was kind of a surprise to me that when we're panicking, we're feeling isolated. We're feeling sad. This is something that comes up a lot when people get laid off. So you're not just dealing with the the guilt You're not just dealing with this rejection, but many people go into panic mode after a layoff or when they get so desperate to make a change that they're running away from something instead of running towards something that it's panic mode that starts you down the path of sadness and loneliness and isolation. And my friend, when you feel sad, lonely, and isolated, you don't feel like reaching out to a recruiter. You don't feel like taking the steps you need to take in your job search. What about play? Play manifests itself as joy. How cool is that? We all know what that looks like when we see Uh, children playing, or maybe you've got a couple of pets and they play with each other. I mean, that's what pure joy is, right? Wouldn't it be so cool if embarking on something new, instead of feeling panic and fear, we said, what could be fun about this? What sense of play could I feel about this endeavor, this career move, this leadership responsibility. I can think of teams that I led. We had some serious demands on us at times, different projects, when I was in retail, sale time, crazy. Of course, one of the ways we got through it was with a sense of humor, was adding a sense of playfulness to it. That's how we add joy. That's how we make it through. Ask yourself the question, how can I take the emotion of play and use it to my advantage to create a reality I want to live? I'm going to give you three ways to dive into feelings, to dive into emotions so that you can use them 
to your advantage, to not feel like you are a victim of your emotions, but that you are a controller of your emotions. You're a manager of your emotions. Because remember, when we master our state, we can achieve anything we want. So we want to be the controller, the master of our own emotions. First of all, it was like I was just sharing with regards to the neuroscience. These are primal. Emotions are built in. We can't remove them from our experience. They're there for a reason. They're there to signal threats. They're there to guide the way to rewards. And most importantly, it's information. It's information to tell you whether or not you are on the right path. A feeling is a response to a thought you are having about a given circumstance. It's a response to the meaning you are attaching to something that's happening. Feelings are true. That's why they're such great guides. They're true in the sense that you can rely on them for information about what you're thinking and then get intentional about your thought choices. If you're feeling bad, it's because you're thinking something that isn't serving you. Once you get a handle on the feeling, then step two is that you observe, evaluate, and decide. Since we can't control our emotions and we can only control the thought that's creating them, then you're in a position of power. You can step back and be objective. You don't have to be stuck in the drama in the soup, so to speak, of those emotions, you can step back, you can observe, you can evaluate, is this feeling something I want to feel? And then decide. And this isn't about judging. It's instead just looking for the clues, what your feelings are responding to. There's a circumstance happening. There's an event happening. You have a thought about that circumstance. You have a thought about that happening, that situation that is creating the feeling. Once you observe what's happening and evaluate if the emotion is working for you or not, is it serving you, then you can decide what to do about it. And the decision really comes down to being the chooser of your mood, because when you choose your mood, you are choosing your day. You are choosing your reality. Thirdly, feelings motivate action. And when I say action, I'm talking about behavior, really, because Inaction is also a behavior. Not doing the thing that you decided you wanted to do, um, not reaching out to the recruiter, not working out, not taking the course or stepping out of your comfort zone and applying for the job. 
that you're 70% qualified to do instead of 100% qualified to do, that is motivated by how you are feeling. How many times have we said to ourselves when prompted with the idea of doing something, I don't feel like it. I mean, that is, that's a common thought. I have that thought. I know you have that thought. So what is the feel? We use this umbrella sentence, I don't feel like it, but we've got to go deeper than that, my friends. What is the feel? Is it anxiety? Is it loneliness? Is it, is it a feeling of worthlessness? I love what Eleanor Roosevelt said, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. Slide in any other word, any other emotion for the word inferior. What it really means is you are the one consenting to that emotion and you can say yes or no to that emotion. Are you giving yourself permission to feel good? Or are you only consenting to negative emotions, to emotions that prevent you from behaving in a way that moves you closer and closer and closer to the success that you desire? I often suggest to clients who are struggling with motivation in their career move, to look for evidence in their past when they did step out of their comfort zone, when they did have a sense of confidence in an interview. I ask them what made that successful. Had a conversation just the other day doing interview prep. This person was concerned because they had the thought that they just always fell into these other jobs, that the interviews were just a formality. And that thought, it's just a formality, created a certain feeling, a feeling of confidence, a feeling of inevitability. Well, guess what? We can choose that feeling anytime we want. And if that feeling is what motivates reaching out to a stranger about a great job, then plug that feeling in. Get intentional about it. It's only the context that's changed. You're the same person and you can choose to feel any way you want, any time you want. There are so many thoughts Science says that we have something like 60,000 or 80,000 thoughts a day. And sadly, the vast majority of them are negative. I want you to join me in turning the tables on that. Emotions are more than a feeling. They are the rudder. They are the motor. They are the wings to make you fly. Use feelings as your way of determining whether you're on the path you want to be on. Fight hard. 
And I say that in the most positive way possible because just, you know, grit and force and sheer will doesn't work nearly as easy as just intentionally choosing to feel as good as you can every single day. All right, my friends, here's two good feelings and creating the life you want as a result. I'll talk to you again soon. If you like this podcast, I invite you to visit the Love Your Work Life website at elisashuck-careercoach.com. On the site, you'll find all the information you need to work with me one-on-one, as well as get access to my courses, Job Search Field Guide, and The Art of Stellar Interviews. I can't wait to help. I look forward to seeing you there.